So it's an all-age service today. So um, would the children like to come up to the front um, and either sit on the chairs at the front or on the carpet? And if you're a child and you're here for the first time, uh, you might prefer to stay with your parents, but you're also welcome to come to the front if you'd like to. So we're starting a new series today on the, uh, all about the prophet Samuel and the events that happened in Israel during his lifetime. We're looking at the book of 1 Samuel. But before we talk about Samuel, we need to set the scene. It was hundreds of years before Jesus came into the world, and Israel was in a real mess. Uh, The Israelites were surrounded by enemies. The people uh, were turning away from God, and things were not going well. Uh, This was the time of the judges who ruled Israel. And uh, you may have heard of some of the judges, people like Deborah and Gideon and Samson. Some of the ones you may have heard of, you've you've probably heard of, well, there were lots of others as well. And towards the end of this time, uh, there was a woman by the name of Hannah who was sad because she couldn't have children. And she cried out to God. I wonder, have you ever cried out to God? Maybe there was a time when you felt sad or fearful or helpless and you asked God to help you. Uh, once, and I've, uh, I asked Isabel um, permission to use this uh, example, um, but once in New Zealand, <laughs> I did ask Isabel permission. Um, so once in New Zealand, uh, Isabel and I went into a cave and we followed an underground river. And it was pretty scary uh, because it was pitch dark in there. I, I had a head torch, but it was still very dark. And the water was cold. Sometimes it came up to my chest and Isabel would go on my back and other times we could walk through together. And uh, we could hear the sound of rushing water ahead of us. And it sounded like it was really fast and powerful. And that was quite scary. And as we moved along, um, Isabel stopped And she said, I think we need to pray, Daddy. And so that's what we did. We stopped and we prayed that God would protect us and that he would uh, stop us being afraid. And he did. And we went right to the uh, other end of the cave and we popped out on the other side of the hill. It was quite an adventure. But, you know, I don't think that we cry out to God enough. Uh, You know, we can ask God to help us any time and with anything, no matter what our situation, we can cry out to God and we can ask for his help. So anyway, Hannah cried out to God and she asked him to give her a child. And she made a vow, which is like a solemn promise. And she said, if you give me a child, I will give you that child. I will dedicate uh, the child to you. And we're going to find out what that means uh, in a moment. So Hannah did become pregnant And after nine months, she gave birth to Samuel. Remember, this is all about uh, one Samuel. Uh, But now that Hannah had a son, she had to keep her promise. Remember that solemn vow that she made. It's not always easy to keep our promises, is it? Have we got some sweets? I think we've got some sweets in here. Okay, there they are. Okay, so I've got a bag of sweets here. So what if I said to you, I will give you one of these sweets... But next time you've got sweets, so they're the lollies here in Australia, aren't they? I should, 
I always say sweets. I mean lollies. I've got this bag of lollies. If I always need to give you one of these lollies, but you've got to promise that next time you've got lollies, you've got to save me five. Who would do that? You can have one lolly now, but you've got to save me five next time you've got lollies. Put your hand up if you'd do that. Who'd go for that deal? <laughs> Okay, one, yeah, the one or two hands kind of not sure. No, I don't blame you for not going for that deal. It's not a very good deal, one lolly for five. Um, but, uh, you know, and we're all friends here and we should share, shouldn't we? So I will share these lollies with you at the end of the service. You can all get a lolly. Uh, but let's say you did make that deal. You said, uh, okay, I'll have one lolly now, but I'm going to save you five lollies. Now, let's say in a week's time, you had a bag of lollies and you remembered making that promise to me. It'd be very easy, wouldn't it, to think, hmm, maybe Reverend Charlie hasn't remembered that deal. (laughs) Or it'd be easier to think, oh, maybe, maybe Reverend Charlie won't ever know that I've had these lollies. Perhaps I don't have to save him five. It'd be easy to do that, wouldn't it? You see, it's not always easy to keep our promises. And that includes the promises that we make to God. But Hannah was honorable and upright and honest, and she kept her promise to God. And when Samuel was still very small, maybe 18 months, maybe uh, two or three years old, uh, maybe the, the size of uh, little James coming up here. Can you gonna have a seat, James? You came just at the right moment there. Um, and Hannah took... Samuel to uh, the tabernacle in Shiloh. This was a place where the people met with God, and it was like a big tent. Uh, You can see the photo there. That's pretty much exactly what it would have looked like. And Samuel would have been a lot younger, actually, than he appears in that picture. Uh, But Hannah took Samuel to Shiloh, and she handed him to Eli the priest, who would be looking after him from from then on. So uh, Samuel was going to serve God in the tabernacle. And Hannah only saw her son Samuel once a year when she went to Shiloh. And each year she'd take him a new robe as he was growing. She'd take him a bigger robe each time she went. So you only got to see him once a year. So that must have been such a difficult promise for Hannah to keep, mustn't it? Um, But uh, later on, Hannah had three more sons and she had two daughters. And she still got to see Samuel once a year and she loved him and she cared for him also. Um, but that's the last that we hear about Hannah in this story. So, Eli the priest, that's the one that Samuel went to stay with. He had two sons. They were called Hophni and Phinehas. Do they look like nice guys? No, they were really bad. They were greedy and dishonest. And they had no respect for God. They had no respect for the position that they held. And Eli, their father, he tried to pull them into line, but they wouldn't listen to him. And to be honest, Eli didn't really discipline them. And so they got worse and worse, and they did all kinds of terrible things. So God sent a prophet to Eli with a message. God said to Eli, your family is not fit to serve me. And so I will raise up a faithful priest who will be a better leader. Now, who do you think God would choose to serve him? Who do you think God would choose to be a leader? Do you think God would choose... I'll do a show of hands in a minute. A, the strongest. B, the most humble. C, the cleverest. Or D, the bravest. So put your hand up if you think A, the strongest. 
Put your hand up if you think, be the most humble. Okay, put your hand up if you think, see the cleverest. And put your hand up if you think, D, the bravest. Okay, well, do you know what? There's a few hands went up for each of those things, I think. But God doesn't look for the strongest or the bravest or the cleverest. God looks for the most humble. And he looks for the person who's willing to do exactly what he asks. And that's who he chooses. And on this occasion, he chose a 12-year-old boy whose name was... What do you think his name was? Samuel. Samuel, exactly. And so Samuel was lying in his bed one night. And God literally called his name, Samuel. But Samuel didn't know that it was God who was calling him. Now, I'd like a volunteer to play Samuel. Who's going to be Samuel? Okay, Isaac, your hand went straight up there. So you come up here. So what I want you to do is face the screen. So if you come up on the top step, face the screen. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to get somebody to call your name. And then you're going to turn around. You're going to identify who's called your name. Okay, we might try that a couple of times. So, for those who don't know, this is Isaac, and if I give you a tap, you're going you're gonna to shout to Isaac, okay? So, stay there, Isaac. Can you shout, can you shout Isaac in a big loud voice? Isaac. Stay there. Oh no, oh, no you, turned, uh, you turned around too quickly. Okay, no, no, that's all right, that's all right, don't worry. Okay, that's, that's fine. Yep, go on. Who do you think called your name? Which one do you think? Okay, go go and go and point to the one who who do you think? So we got we got Harry, and we got Alan, and we got um, remind me Travis. We got Alan and Travis and Harry. So who? Which one do you think? I reckon it's Alan. You think Alan? Alan, was it you? Who was it? Raise your hand. The person who's Okay, Isaac, do you want to go back to one another go? Okay, let's see. Isaac. Emma. Oh. Okay, well done, Isaac. Well done, Isaac. Brilliant. Sit down. Sit down. Yeah, probably a mistake to choose the kids' church leader. But um, <laughs> so, so some of the time there, you knew who had called your name, and other, the other time you didn't. And it was a bit like the first time for um, Samuel. He didn't know who had called his name. He thought that Eli was calling him. And so Samuel went into Eli, and he said, here I am, you called me. And Eli said, no, I didn't. Go back to bed. And then God called Samuel a second time. And again, he thought that it was Eli calling him. So he went into Eli and said, here I am, you called me. And Eli said, son, I didn't call you. You go back to bed. And then a third time, God called Samuel. And he went back into Eli. Keeps waking him up. (laughs) And, And this time, Eli worked out what was going on. And he said to Samuel, go back and lie down. And if he calls you again... Say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And that's what happened. Um, Samuel went back and lay down, and God called him again, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And God told Samuel uh, that Eli and his family weren't going to continue 
as priests, that that was going to come to an end because Hophni and Phinehas were doing all kinds of bad things and their dad wasn't putting a stop to it. So God said, that's enough. They're not going to be priests anymore. And in the morning, Eli said to Samuel, what did the Lord say to you? Now, this is awkward, isn't it? Because this message is not a good message for Eli and his sons, is it? And Samuel's got to tell him, this is really quite a difficult conversation, I think. It'll be a bit like having to, be a bit like having to go to your principal and say, you've made a real mess of things. And God is going to make sure that neither you nor anyone in your family is ever going to be a teacher again. That would be a really difficult conversation to have, wouldn't it? So you can imagine Samuel didn't want to tell Eli what God had told him. But in the end, he, he told him. He gave him the message. He said, your family will not continue as priests because of all the bad things that Hophni and Phinehas have done. And Eli kind of accepted it, really. He, uh, he understood but this was the beginning of Samuel's career as a prophet. And from, from now on, God would speak through Samuel. And he became the last of Israel's judges. You remember the, those rulers that they had in Israel before they had kings. Samuel was the last of the judges. Now, God took Samuel's life in a very different direction. And he used him in the most wonderful ways. But it all started with Samuel saying, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Do you know that God wants to speak to each and every one of us? But if we're not expecting God to speak to us, we might not recognize his voice when he does. Now, God probably won't speak to us in the same way that he spoke to Samuel in a loud, audible voice. He might do, but it's unlikely. But God will speak to us through the Bible. God will speak to us through other Christians. God will lay things on our heart so that we know what is the right thing to do. And he'll speak to us in lots of other ways too. God speaks today. We need to be listening. We need to say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And by calling ourselves servants, we're saying, I will do whatever you ask of me, God. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. I'm your servant. So let's remember those words. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Uh, Let's pray them before we read our Bibles. Let's pray them first thing in the morning and last thing at night. Let's pray them before we go to school and before we come to church. Let's have those words on our lips all the days of our lives. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Every one of us can say that to God because God wants to speak to us and he wants to use us often in quite amazing ways to build his kingdom and to spread his love. Shall we pray? And I won't forget these. You can remind me after the service. We'll make sure you all get one of those after the service. But I didn't think we'd do it now because it'd be a bit distracting. But let's, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord. That, heaven, thank you that you speak into our lives. Thank you that you speak today. Thank you that we can hear your voice. And we pray that uh, we'll become more attuned to your Holy Spirit that we will uh, become more attuned to hearing your voice and that we'll be ever more willing to obey you and do whatever it is that you're asking from us, uh, that we might fulfill the plan that you have for us. Um, We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.